Welcome back, baseball family. Thanks for sticking with us. We are excited to bring you yet another Mount Rushmore episode. Brad is in the house, as always, as you were in the previous segment, by the way. But, we, <laughs> but I'm literally in the he's house. He's here in the house. <laughs> I just feel I'm in the house. It's worth pointing out that he's still in the house. We're, we're bending the space-time continuum a little bit. Um, this will air later, and that's terrific. <laughs> All right. So, now but it's you, still the present. I don't know. It, it is space time. We're talking. See, like this is a sci-fi episode. Physics now. stuff. <laughs> 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 Baseball family, we're glad that you followed us uh, through our time machine. And we are going to jump into four names that we think belong on the Los Angeles Dodgers Mount Rushmore. And we are going to begin with Brad's. Actually, first, hold on. I'm going to intro the Dodgers a little do bit. Do it. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, the Dodgers have 138 seasons from 1884 to 2021 and counting. Their record win-loss percentage is at 528 overall. That's 11,023 wins, 9,837 losses. We have 34 playoff appearances, 25 pennants, 7 World Series championships, and 10 retired numbers. So there's a number of uh, names we can choose from. And Brad, why don't you tell us who your first, in no particular order, name is. Okay, my first person in no particular order, once again, I have Fernando Valenzuela. Whoa. Okay, this is kind of a deep cut. Like, it's pretty deep. So, this is going to be so much fun. This this is fun. <laughs> okay, so Fernando Valenzuela, like, I actually did not realize that he was playing until, like, 97 was it when he finally retired. Yeah. Okay, because I've always heard the name in legend. Because of... Fernando Mania in the eighties, yes. right? Yeah. So he came to the came to the Dodgers in 80, 81 As uh, it was that was that was when he exceeded his rookie limits. He was technically a rookie yeah. in eighty one, where he won the Cy Young. Right. He won the Rookie of the Year. Right. And then he had one, two, three, four, five, six All Star appearances in a row, which for a dominant pitcher like him. Mm-hmm. You know, where he was breathing out of his right eyelids and stuff like that. Like the lava lizards. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> Bull Durham reference for those who are not familiar. Oh, they know. They know by now. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. But, so, he had a sh- really short peak. Mm-hmm. But it was so dominant. It was such a big deal. Yeah. Like, in 86, he finished second in the Cy Young. Nice. You know, that's good. That's really strong. Yeah, it is. And, you know... We say no particular order, but I do feel like he is like the fourth of the four to oh, me. Oh, okay. You know, that he's kind of like a borderline guy. There were other guys that could have chosen in his place. Like Clayton Kershaw is the leader in war for the Dodgers. Sure, of course. You know, that's a that's a really good choice for me. But at the same time, like he has his postseason issues. Agreed. And so that's why I chose Valenzuela over him. Mm. But yeah, no, I, I feel like somebody who came into the league had as much of a social impact on the city of Los Angeles as he did. You have to put him on there because I don't have any specific criteria for right. my Mount Rushmore. I just pick guys like, I feel good about him. <laughs> I feel That's good your about process. Him. Yeah. 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 Does it feel right to me? Yeah, it feels right. I'm going to go with it. Okay. Okay. So that's, and that was one of the things with Fernando Valenzuela that like, he feels right. He, he is... He is the '80s Dodgers culture to mm. me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That everything was wild and crazy, 
Yeah. You know, that people were going nuts when he was pitching because he had those big old glasses and he was a rock star, yeah, right. you know, just yeah. dominating, mowing everybody down. So, mm-hmm. to me, like, he does belong on the Dodgers, Mount Rushmore. I know I, I most of that was just justification you just, rather than you, backing you it up with really hard. Yeah, and stuff. <laughs> but that's how it feels is that he's more of a culture guy to put on um, and on the Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. than it is like statistically. Because like I said, six years a six-year peak is not that big of a deal, especially it's, for a guy it's not. who played 17 years. Yeah. But yeah. His, his pop culture impact is massive. I like that. So my my pick, my the first one, name on my list, we... 14 years with the Dodgers okay. total, okay? Uh, and counting. And counting. Yes, sir. I, this this person okay. will be on their Mount Rushmore regardless of when his career ends. Okay. This is my controversial pick because he's still playing. I, I, I don't do this very often, but I uh-huh. think it's appropriate when it's appropriate. Uh-huh. We're talking a first-round draft pick that worked out. That's big, a big that's deal. A, that's a really big deal. I was yep. going to say that. 69.6 career war and counting. Okay. Career ERA so far of 2.44, including the playoffs. I don't know who you're talking about now. You do, yeah. MVP award winner, three time Cy Young award winner, mm-hmm. Triple Crown, eight time All Star, 2020 World Series, Gold Glove, five time ERA title, ML, the, the Major League Player of the Year, Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw. Yes, sir. And this is irrefutable statistical data. Yeah. You cannot deny Uh that he is the face of the franchise right now. He has been for a long time. You know, 14 years, he's with the same club the whole time. Again, that's thematic for those who I choose. I love that. I love franchise guys. Mm -hmm. The storied career, the 20 plus, 15 plus year guy that's with the club the whole time. Is my jam. That's part of my. That's part. So he's my no-brainer pick. So Brad, you said you don't have a lot of a process going into it. You just right. feel good about it. Yeah. Which is funny because that's often how I interact <laughs> with baseball. <laughs> but I have a process uh, that I use, and he's my no-brainer pick. Yeah. And I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And you know, if there was an all-time good guy, Mount Rushmore, yeah. Kershaw goes on it too. Yeah, you're right. Because you watch interviews with him. I watch him a lot. Actually, he goes on Dan Patrick a lot, so I watch him on there, and he's like willing to like show how he throws his pitches. Yeah. He'll sit there, he'll talk about his family. He's really big with his kids. Like he brings his son out on onto the mound before games, after games, lets him mess around out there, and just family guy, good guy. Yeah, I actually am a huge Clayton Kershaw fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, with the postseason issues, and that may have just been strictly because of sign stealing. Could have been that he really struggled in the World Series, and he kind of got that monkey off his back last he year. He did. That's you know? that's part of why I picked him. Yeah, and and I have no problem with you putting him on there. I think it's a great choice. You said it was almost on yours, yes, too. So yes. yeah, it I, came down to Kershaw and Valenzuela. Fair. So, me, who, so. Okay, so who's next for you then? Uh, Since okay. we almost overlapped. Okay, this guy, very short career, just twelve years. Ooh, twelve whoa. year career. However, he is a Hall of Famer, three time Cy Young Award winner. MVP. Oh, I know who this is. <laughs> Three-time Triple Crown, seven-time All-Star, three yes. World Series, yes. Mr. Sandy Koufax. Oh, that's my next one, Yes! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Sandy Koufax, huge deal. Huge. Okay, this is this is the big thing with me, okay? okay, okay. Like I said, three Cy Young Awards, one MVP. Yeah. He's won a few pitchers to do that. That's, that's a big deal. We talked, we've had this conversation. Right. I don't remember if we had it on the podcast or just otherwise, but it's a big deal. It happens all the time, so I don't know what. 
Yeah, we've, we've had, had it multiple times. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but he retired when he was 30. Yeah. In his prime. That he had just won... Let's see, he just won 27 games, 27 and 9 in 1966. Yeah, that's right. And then he decided to hang it up. And somebody who's nicknamed the left arm of God. The left arm of God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on. That's a legitimate <laughs> nickname and one of the best I've ever heard it's in baseball. It's the best. It's fantastic. Um, and, you know, there's not a whole lot of video of him pitching. If you watch the documentary Fastball, this is a legitimate documentary, like real documentary. <laughs> yeah, not, not the one I like so yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there is there's some really scratchy video, I believe, him throwing a, a no-hitter. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's really cool to see. It's really cool to watch it, especially the quality of the video, where it's shot, the angle. Yes. Um, but that's the time. He started pitching in 1955. Like I said, retired in 1966. Right. Um, that... For, if he had pitched another five years, I think oh, unreal. it would be undisputable. Like he would be one of the best ever. Oh, I, well, I think he is one of the best ever. Right, because but I'm talking like to... top two or three. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you got Cy Young, right who's like right. we talk about compilers. Cy Young might be a compiler. Totally wins and losses both. Totally, but I think Sandy Koufax, like it would be undisputable that he's like top three okay but i love his small sample size though i think mm-hmm. like most people will say that's a detraction they will they uh-huh. say they count that against him yeah. but i think it makes more sense to say look what you did in a short amount of time mm-hmm. 137 complete games yeah, how many look at how many how many games did he play nobody okay so he only he pitched um 397 games he okay under Th- his- 397, 137 of them were complete games. And that's not a number we're ever going to see again. Like, no, with no, the pitchers no. currently, that's no. not a number that will ever be reached. Never, no. never. But never. only in 12, 12 seasons. Yeah. Uh, 40 shutouts. Mm-hmm. 40 shutouts. Guess how many no-nos he threw? Uh, I'm going to say five. Four. I, yeah. Four, yeah. four no-nos. Four five. I couldn't remember, but... Uh, and, and you know you talk about those complete games he led the league with 27 in, in 65 27 again in 66 and maybe that's why he retired he's like well you know I couldn't lift my arm after the season maybe I just can't play baseball <laughs> the, anymore the other, <laughs> the other arm yeah there we go well, I was leaning towards the camera <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah like maybe that's what it was he thought like I can't throw anymore because I literally cannot lift my arm right you know, and, and who knows? But I, I don't know. know the story behind it. But at thirty to retire to be that dominant, he could have, he could have potentially had, like I said, five more years of dominance. Totally. And yeah, I the numbers would be absolutely absurd, even if even with five more years. Well, and in nineteen sixty five, he threw a complete game or perfect game. He's one of the twenty three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's like. The crowning achievement of all time. It is. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Well, because, like you said, only 23 of them. Yeah. The last one. The last one is still Felix, right? There hasn't been one since? Yeah, I don't think anybody's yeah, done that, it since. That was, I can look it up. A while okay. ago. That was almost that was almost 10 years ago. I right. But, no, I think Sandy Koufax absolutely belongs on Mount Rushmore. I would yeah. say even an all-time pitcher Mount Rushmore. Yes. Oh, for sure. He, he would belong on that. Uh, top so, four? Yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah. he's top four. Uh, I, I would think so, too. And, you know, this is coming from me who... Never actually, obviously, never actually watched it. Never, no. Just seeing a little bit of scratchy video. Yeah. Looking at the numbers, and then being like, it's better than most guys I've seen. Yeah. You know. Twenty twelve, King Felix. 20, last that's, perfect. Yeah, that's yeah, nine years right. ago. I thought it was. I thought it was about that time. Yep, you're right on the money. But all right, well, that's two for both of us. Let's go ahead and take a break, and we get back. Let's do our other, our third and fourth. Yeah.
Welcome back, baseball family. Okay, we're going to get into the rest of our Mount Rushmore here for the L.A. Dodgers. L.A. In L.A. I can't believe we said L.A. this many times. We never said L.A. Get tacos in L.A. But you got it in. We got I'm it proud in. of you. Had to. Had to. All right, Brig, let's start with you here with your third. Again, in no particular order. Right. I did do a little bit with Fernando Valenzuela. You but did, overall, but you don't have a process, so you can do whatever you want. Kind of free wheel in here. Yeah. But, all right, number three for you, Brig. Okay, we're, we're going to overlap, and, and I'm glad that it's in no particular order because you can just move him to Anywhere. this slot because this is where it's going to happen right okay. now. All right, we yeah, overlapped last time. We're going to do it again. Okay. Everybody's been waiting. Now batting. <laughs> <laughs> At 5'11", 195 pounds. <laughs> Throws right, second baseman, third baseman, and first baseman. Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Robinson. Yes, sir. That's right. I'm going to turn my hat around, actually. Got that because... beautiful 42 hat. Oh, I yeah, it so baby. Much. It is available on the shop, 9plusus.com. We got it in t-shirts. It's legitimately, the blue one is the best t-shirt you'll ever wear. Yeah. Ask anybody. <laughs> well, there's a voice actor who wears it. Kyle I, Tate. Yeah, we follow. We both follow him. We're That's friends right. with him on Facebook, and I see him wearing that shirt all the time. Yep, he and David Sads, uh, Sanzen, I think is how you pronounce his name, okay. did the Jackie Robinson, the most recent Jackie Robinson... Um, biography? Well, it's memoir is what oh, it okay. is. It's an autobiography, memoir. Anyway, uh, they did the voice recording for the audiobook and it is terrific it yeah we'll put a thing we'll put a link in the doobly-doo and mm-hmm. some description on how you can find it but yeah, yeah kyle and david did that and it's great but anyway jackie robinson gotta be on the dodgers mount rushmore i mean it's absolutely irrefutable well, dodgers, no questions asked baseball mount rushmore yeah 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 mount rushmore. society's mount rushmore yeah. <laughs> like american history mount rushmore yeah. it's a yeah. huge huge deal so obviously he's in the hall of fame his numbers retired everywhere as of what ninety eight or whatever it was. Oh geez, I can't remember what it was. Go ahead and filibuster. I'll look that up. Yeah, it's, I think it was ninety eight. But he's a most valuable player award, rookie of the year, six time All Star, nineteen fifty five World Series champion. He won the batting title as well. And we, I think, a lot of us know exactly uh, you know the details or the the more broad stroke details mm-hmm. of his career, how he came up, and the the difficulty that he faced. So sociologically it's a fantastic story but if you stick to the gameplay on the field it's equally fantastic so we're talking two times fantastic yeah maybe four times well and if you watch the movie 42 you get a big you get a good picture i don't want to say it's complete by any stretch of the imagination but it's a it's solid not. picture it's a solid view of what yeah. happened yeah yeah you get a good idea but so it was april 15th 1997 oh okay on the 50th anniversary of jackie robinson breaking the color barrier that's when Major League Baseball mm-hmm. uh, retired the number. Yeah. But you've got Jackie Robinson Day every year where the entire league wears 42. You know, Today we all wear 42. That's right. Is the thing. And um, and it's a big deal. It's a really big deal because at the time, I mean, we, we talk about this all the time, you know, that the world was such a different place. I can't even comprehend. Me, no. You know, what we have no like. frame of reference. Yeah. yeah. For, for <clears throat> this particular guy, Jackie Robinson, to come into a place where he's not welcome. Not yeah. only not welcome, not wanted. Yeah, largely. I mean, some, but yeah, yeah largely. Yeah. yeah, you know. And there were guys on the Brooklyn Dodgers who I'm sure were like, no, I'm not doing No, that. they were. That's very well documented. Yeah, they're yeah. like, I'm not playing with this guy. That's exactly do right. it. And, you know, you see a lot of that in 42. You see opponents, you see fans who are yeah. just like, no, no. You know, and for him to stick it out. Because he could have easily, at no 
fault, no blame from anybody, and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Absolutely. I don't want to do it. But he did it. He, he saw did. it through to the very end. And, I mean, as a baseball fan, I'm grateful that he did. Yeah. And there are countless players who are also grateful that he did. And it, it just it changed the game for the better in so many different ways. It's true. It's absolutely so, true. So, a couple, couple things about Jackie Robinson. 61.7 career war. Uh, 4,877 at bats. He has 1,500, 100, or excuse me, 1,518 hits, 137 home runs, career batting average 311. That's great. Now, now, listen, that's in 10 years. Mm-hmm. He only played for 10 years. Well, in the big leagues because he played in the Negro leagues before that. That's right, exactly. You know, but I mean, but, as far yeah. as we have, and mm-hmm. and Major League Baseball is right now working to integrate Negro League's mm-hmm. uh, statistics and history into the larger scope of what we're accounting for right. in, in baseball statistical analysis, which is, is a long overdue change, and it's, it's very exciting. But as of what, what they've been using for the last you know, 100 years or whatever, we have 10 years Since of the career. dawn of time, Rick. <laughs> I feel like Simba, and you're like, everything the light touches... <laughs> Right, that's kind of how it feels. <laughs> yeah, with baseball, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now, now everything like touches. Get yeah, Negro leagues in there, but we've got well, a rookie, for, and we've it's got a, long overdue. Anyway. It is very long overdue. But we got a rookie of the year, an MVP in '49, yeah. his first All Star season. And you know what? That for his third year to be the first, his first All Star season, feels to me more discrimination than. Yeah. Than warrant. It's prejudicial. Yeah, yeah, because in '47 he led the league with 29 stolen bases. He had 12 home runs, and yep. he and he hit 297. That's respectable. Yeah, but '49 was still a great season. 39 stolen bases, hit 342. That's a big deal right there. That's that's a, that's a it's great. great. Yeah, that's a great, great season. No matter, matter who it is. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be an all star. That's the that's yeah. the year that he won the MVP. Yeah, and probably feeling more comfortable with his environment. Totally. You know, like more I'm sure that there's a, the a mental, a great big mental aspect. Yeah, those first couple of years, but yes. yeah, it, it it's a big deal and and really cool that he's able that he won the MVP that year. I love that's it. It's great. Yeah, I love really it. Cool. I'm glad we agree. Um, I would have been a little sad if we didn't agree on that one. I think we would have had bigger issues if Jackie Robinson was not on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Okay, like much bigger issues. All right, you ready? To, now we are going to get into departure mode because we yes. are not going to agree on our next one. I guarantee it. I'm going to die if we do, though. No, I, I will die, so but it's not going to be the same. I I, I'm sure it's not. Okay, all right, let's set it up. Now okay. let's set it up. Okay. Get yeah. after it. You're, you got to go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, mine's better, so you got to go first. I don't think it is. It is. My number four is Vin Scully. You shut up! <laughs> you get out of here! That's mine! Are you kidding me? Welcome back, baseball family. We have mostly composed ourselves. I can't, like, I almost passed out. <laughs> uh, I was laughing so hard from that. I, I'm not kidding. I legitimately, like, it started to get black. No, I almost no. passed out. <laughs> so, so, we're going to try to keep it together for the rest of this segment <laughs> after a considerable break of trying to compose ourselves. We'll it's get been... there. We'll meet you there at the end. Uh, we'll, if, if you're there waiting for us, we'll meet you there. We'll get there. Might be a winding road, but we're going to be there. Okay, so we have Vince Scully, both of us. That is not something either of us anticipated, and you can tell that it is genuine based on our reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Briggs almost not like knocking me out of my chair. 
So if you, if I you, hit you so hard. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's true. If, okay, if you're if you're not watching on YouTube, you can find that on YouTube at Baseball Together. You can find it on TikTok. We post a little short of it because it's outrageous. Um, but yeah, okay, Rick, right. let's okay. go ahead. So All first, right. so this this is the number one reason for me that I picked Vin Scully. Like, yes. forget that he was the. <clears throat> the Dodgers broadcaster for a hundred thousand years. Like that's that he, alone is impressive. He started his career in nineteen fifty. But in Brooklyn. Yes, in Brooklyn. He made the move he to LA the move with to the LA. team. That's but this right. this is the big thing for me is not many guys can do this. He could read the phone book and make it interesting. You're right. Because of his delivery, his perfect radio voice. Perfect. Absolutely perfect radio voice. Yeah. And also his personality. Yeah, you know that my favorite Vin Scully call was a few years ago. Uh, there was a there was a fight, the Dodgers and I don't know who it was, but Matt Kemp was on the team, mm-hmm. and you could tell that he was yelling an obscenity. And the way Vin Scully was describing it, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> fertilizer. Matt yeah. Kemp says that's fertilizer. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> there were several years after that that any, if any time was. Anytime anything was that, I would call it fertilizer because I thought it was so funny. It's so good. It's, it's such a good way to, yeah. to clean it up and, and still paint the picture yeah. because that's what he's perfect at, painting the picture for you. And he did it all by himself. Yes. He never had a color commentator. There was never a number two in the booth, ever. Yeah. It, the fact that there was never a number two, like, that's unreal. It's unreal. Yeah. It's unheard and he, of, unreal. and he didn't miss a game until what, like a year before he retired. It was a very long time. But did you know? So while you look that up, I'm going to tell you, our baseball family that he served in the United States Navy. I didn't know that. Yes, he did. I did not know that either. Yep, he went to Fordham University, served briefly in the United States Navy. He was. Guess what he did in the Navy? I have no idea. Radio communications. Of course he did. Can you believe that? No, the guy was literally born (laughs) into this role. Mm -hmm. This is what he was supposed to do. No, it's great. And he kind of weaseled his way. Weaseled is the wrong word. He... he, Finangled? mm, No, he just knew. Mm -hmm. He just knew this is what he wanted to do. So he put himself in the best possible position to get a job doing Mm -hmm. radio broadcast. Yeah. He called more than baseball. Everybody knows that, right? Well, okay, maybe you don't know that. But he called lots more than baseball. But he's obviously most well-known as the voice of the Dodgers. And we're talking, he, what was he, 22 years old when he got started? Something, 23? Um, when, he, when he walked into the radio station, what, I forget which radio station it was. I think it was in New York. He walked into a radio station in New York and said, Hey, listen, I think I can do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and that that's a big deal, especially for somebody that young to go in and be like, listen. I feel like only someone that young could do that. That's true. Nobody else is going to have – everybody else can be so jaded from life experience that they're not going to have that kind of arrogance and confidence. It's pretty, pretty some substantial cojones there, I'm telling you, yeah. to use the L.A. term. <laughs> <laughs> so 67 season with the Dodgers. Um, I, I don't know that he necessarily had um, the streak. 
like um, Donald Sterling does with the Yankees. John Sterling. Or John yeah, Sterling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Donald Sterling. That's somebody completely different. I don't know who that is. Don't worry about it. Okay, not important. John, though. Yeah, John Sterling yeah. had that impressive streak with the Yankees. I don't know that John that <clears throat> Vince that Vince Vince Scully Vince necessarily Scully. had the the same streak. Mm-hmm. I'm still like all messed up. I think I'm still trying to get <laughs> yeah. back to the brain. <laughs> yeah. I hit you really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my word! Three perfect games called. Yeah. 21, 21 no-hitters, 13 World Series. Mm-hmm. He's seen it all. He's seen everything. seen it done it all. Sportscaster of the Year, California Sportscaster of the Year, 21 times. That's low. It's low. <laughs> it, it's I don't know how he didn't. I mean, the only reason I could think that he didn't get it every year is because he said, no, 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 I've got enough. Yeah, or that was, he was 21 years in California. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and they yeah. started it the first year. <laughs> he also won an Emmy. Did you know that? A Lifetime Achievement Emmy. In 1995, they gave him an Emmy, <clears throat> which is which is really cool. He's uh, considered the Sportscasters Association Broadcaster of the Century in 2000. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's here's one for you. Okay, how, how long have the Dodgers been around? Since uh, the Dodgers have been around since 1884. Yeah. Okay. 130 mm-hmm. something. Vince Scully has called 53 percent at the time of his retirement. He called 53 percent of the Dodger games. You're kidding. 53%? That Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's astonishing. Yeah. And you, you know, <laughs> it's that's um yeah. Yeah, it says <sighs> percentage 53% of your, is uh, the number of years Scully's been involved as a broadcaster with the Dodgers. The franchise started in 1884. Well, baseball family, we want to know if you agree with us, honestly. Are you? Do you think Vince Scully belongs on the Dodgers? I mean, he didn't even play, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a significant amount of conversation that could go into that. Mm-hmm. But we feel, obviously, <laughs> that you can't tell the Dodgers story without Vince Scully. And that's why he belongs on our list. And that's what the Mount Rushmore is. is yes. The, the players who are going to tell the story of the team. Well, the, the personalities. Yeah. Right? The yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. It's not exactly. a player. Like he's said, not a player. The yeah. people who tell the story about the franchise. And so, he literally told the story. Look. Of the franchise, fifty percent of their entire mm. history, yeah, through the mouth of Vince Scully, yep. unreal. It is absolutely insane. So go ahead and send us a uh, an email through the through the mailbag. Go to baseball together baseball together Click submit to mailbag in the menu. It'll take you right to the page. Just fill out the form. Uh, really easy. Just your <clears throat> name, so we know who it is. Uh, tell us what you think in the field there. Like we always say, questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks. In this case, snide remarks about Mount Rushmore, if that's what you choose. That's yes, up to you entirely. Yeah. Uh, and then send it over our way, and we will uh, we'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. We'll let you know. We'll say this person says that, uh, I don't know, Matt Kemp belongs on <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Sure. Should you think it's Tommy Lasorda. Tommy Lasorda is another. It's yeah. another one that was absolutely worth mm-hmm. mentioning. Yeah, for sure. Well, and what's interesting is that Bob Gibson, or sorry, Kurt Gibson, we talked about mm-hmm. Kurt Gibson being there because to both of us, Kurt Gibson was synonymous with Dodger baseball. But Iconic. He actually played in Detroit far more than he played in L.A. It was only a couple mm-hmm. of seasons in L.A. Yeah. But you cannot tell the Dodger story without Kurt Gibson. Playing mm-hmm. hurt in the World Series, game one of the World Series. Yep. I mean, that is lore. But does he belong on the Mount Rushmore? I don't know. That's a it, tough. It's one. really tough. It's yeah. really tough. If you feel like if you feel like Kirk Gibson belongs on the Mount Rushmore, let us know. Like we said, That's reach out to us. We, we want to hear from you about what you think because there are tons. 
catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.